0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Alright, so let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who is teaching us. And guiding us in every single aspect of our lives thank you for the spirit of understanding revelation and understanding that is working here this morning thank you for the ministry of your spirit the ministry of your word that are working here thank you that our hearts and our minds are changed even as we hear your word thank you that the glory of God in our lives is increased as we hear your word even in Jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah so it's a month of what supernatural accomplishments through grace through the grace of God hallelujah so this morning I'm sharing concerning the grace of God the grace of God what the grace of God does or what it means okay what does it mean what is it write this down The spiritual condition of one governed by the power of God. Okay. Grace is the spiritual condition of someone who is governed by the power of God. Hallelujah. There are other definitions, and I've I've mentioned those ones. That's why I'm not mentioning that one now. Okay. I remember mentioning that the grace of God is a divine influence of God, isn't it? Upon the soul of a man. That turns him to Christ and keeps him in Christ, strengthens him in Christ, and brings all the good things you can think about in Christ. I mean, without the grace of God, salvation is not possible. Isn't it? Salvation is not possible without the grace of God. If you read in Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 6 into verse 8, let's look at it. Ephesians 2 from verse 6 into verse 8. Everything we are is by the grace of God. Okay? And the grace of God is the ability of God or the power of God or the working of God. Please, do you understand? If you catch this, you will not struggle again in your life. The troubles we have as Christians mostly come because we want to do it on our own. We want to try and get things accomplished on our own. So, the grace is the New Testament word for trust in the Old Testament. Okay. Grace is the New Testament word for trust, which is an Old Testament word in the Old Testament. Did you understand? So basically, grace is trusting in God's work and trusting in God's ability. Okay. He says, and has raised us up together. God has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness, toward us through Christ Jesus. Next verse. For by grace are ye saved. How? Through faith. And that not of yourselves. You can underline and that not of yourselves in your Bible. It is not of yourself. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. This is verse 8, Ephesians 2, 8. It is the gift of God. So, grace is God working on your behalf and God giving you things and God blessing you and God increasing you. That's basically what grace is. Grace is believing in what God has done, is doing, and will do in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, says, for by grace, for by God's divine influence and God's divine action and God's divine power, are we saved? And we are saved through faith. We believe faith is having believing in what God has done. Do you see? You believe in what God has done. This is what God has done. I believe that God sent His Son Jesus Christ to come and come and die for me. And I believe that when he died I was identified with him in his death Therefore I died when he died I believe that when he was buried I was buried with him because I was identified with him in his burial I believe that when he rose from the dead I was identified with him therefore when he rose from the dead I rose from the dead with him I believe that when he went to hell I was identified with him therefore his going to hell was me going to hell So all his work is mine Is my work I believe in what he has done. Please, do you understand? Is that difficult? This is Christianity. This is Christianity. So, Christianity is basically believing in what God has done or what God is doing and what God will do and taking your rest in that fact. That's it. Look at the next verse. Ephesians 2.9. It says, Not of works. We are not saved by works. It is not of works. Lest any man should boast. Have you seen it? Not of works. Not of works. It's not by... We are not saved by what we do. Or what we did. Were you the one who brought Jesus on earth? Were you the one who told Jesus to go and die on the cross? No, it's not you. You're not the one. It was every, every action was by God, was initiated by God, accomplished by God, and established by God. Wow. Is it true? Do you believe that? Then, he wants us to continue in grace. So, we are saved by grace. And because we are saved by grace... That is the work of God. Grace is the work of God. Grace is the action of God. Grace is the ability of God. Grace is the power of God. Grace is what God does. Okay? Uh uh-huh. Now, you can receive grace by just trusting or believing in what God has done. So, everything in the New Testament, for instance, if you read in uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 32, famous scripture, it says, But, and, but now, brethren, I, I commend you to God and to the Acts chapter 30, 20, verse 36. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Okay? The word of his grace. Which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Paul spoke about preaching the gospel of grace. Okay? There's a word of grace. which is That is the gospel. The gospel is God has done everything. Come and believe what he has done. And let that be your experience. That's basically it. Go up. Go to verse twenty, Acts twenty twenty. And now I have kept back nothing that was left unto you, but have showed you, and have taught you publicly, and from house to house. Next verse. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold. I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Save the Holy Ghost, which neseth in every city, saying, Bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course of joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. So, Paul knew that he was called to testify or to speak concerning the gospel of the grace of God. There are different kinds of gospel. Okay? Two major kinds, actually. The gospel of grace and the gospel of the kingdom. And Paul was assigned to preach both of them. Look at the next verse. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God. Have you seen it? Shall see my face no more. So, he preached the kingdom of God and preached the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace is you knowing... That God has made you his son or his daughter. And hence is responsible for you. There is no child who is responsible for themselves. Is not true? Yeah. That your parents are to make sure you eat. That is what I' celebrating mothers. Mothers take care of us. In so? they handle a lot of things. A lot of duress for our, for our sake. When you have a child, you understand that you need to appreciate your mother and your father. You need to appreciate your parents. When your children come, you will see that it's not a joke at all. Hey! You wake up at night. You see, the stress in conception, first of all, it's not a joke to conceive. Do you understand what I am saying? Hmm. You did. Let's put that one aside. It's not a joke to conceive. After the conception, the the gestation period is a lot of stress you see their nose expanding the body expanding you know and it's, it's actually part of the things that god said concerning the woman when uh, she did the wrong when she was deceived by the serpent god said thy, i shall greatly multiply that conception the conception of the woman the gestation period of the woman was not supposed to be nine months ten months it was supposed to be shorter Like you conceive maybe the following day now, the baby has come. Yeah, because it was God's interest. You can look for it. It's in Genesis chapter 3. Yeah. God God was interested in multiplying and filling the earth. And he wanted it to be done at a certain pace. But when the challenge came, he says, and unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. I will multiply your sorrow and I will multiply your conception. you seen it? So the gestation period increased. (laughs) <laughs> then he says in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children the stress in pushing like going through spitting i know some people who had malt bottles when they got pregnant Do you know malt bottle they had a, a bottle of malt for spitting because hey! wherever they are it's like the spits cannot be controlled wherever they are so they need a malt bottle and they'll put it inside hey! what a shock it's nasty, eh? Yeah, that was what your mother went through. Amazing. Yeah, many months. And you will think that after the—I mean, during the pushing, the labour, the kenwa or the kenwa, like the wild pushing, people can be in labour for eighteen hours. Concept, like you push, stress. I saw my wife labor for 18 hours and she dilated for just 2 c.m. No improvement. The, the baby was annoying me. <laughs> when I saw the baby the first time, I was, I was not happy at all. Like, because, look at the way we are st- stressed out because of you. Then he smiled and said to me, I said, ah. All the anger left when he smiled. I was like, oh, Charlie, how we going do it? Now, you would think that the pressure has ended when the baby comes. It is now starting. Sleepless nights. Breastfeeding. Their are babies who sleep one hour. They sleep one hour. If they sleep at 12 a.m., 12 to 1, one day awake, they'll be awake from 1 to 2 a.m. They'll eat, they want you to play with them, whatever. Then they'll sleep maybe around 2, 2.30. Then they'll sleep 2.30 to 3.30. Then they're awake from 3.30 to 4. So you can imagine a father who wants to go, has to go to work at 7 a.m., having to do something in the night. A mother having to do something it's not a small thing oh! you wonder how our parents were able to give birth to six seven my mother had seven children yes yeah, seven i'm like man we need to give you a medal let's clap for mothers if you understand what i'm saying wow and you see a mother supplying breast milk cereal whatever they are supplying every time and cleaning the baby one day I was, my, my, my son had weird, his pampers was full and I was taking the pampas off. As I was taking it off, he started poo He pooped into my hands like that. It was not a small thing. He was lying on the carpet and I didn't want to, he just pooped on the carpet. He's weird on my face. I mean, all those things. Hey! But you supply love, you supply care, you supply blessings, you supply goodness, you supply food, you supply every nice thing you can think about. To the child. That is what God also does in your life. Now, believing that God does these things for you is receiving grace from God. Please, you understand? Uh-huh. So, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, Paul made a very powerful statement. He said, Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It was the Lord who began salvation in you. And he's the one to perfect it. He says, I am confident of this very thing. Say, I'm confident of this very thing. Only these people are in the church. I said, say, I am confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in me will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Wow. So that is grace. Grace is believing that God is working in me to cause me to live the way he wants me to live. He's working in me to go where he wants me to go. He's working in me to bring me into prosperity. He's working in me to bring me into into goodness, into love, into joy. He's working in me to bring me into his perfect will. That is grace. He's working in me to help me jump over the hurdles that are in my life. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh. And allowing him to be, to flow in your life. Allowing him to direct you in your life. Allowing him to train you and take you where he wants you to go to. That is grace. So not doing things by your strength and by your mind and by your, your abilities. Like you want to stop a particular thing that has been worrying you. You realize that you are, you are into stealing. You are a thief. You are born again, but you can steal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And you want to stop stealing. Now, by your strength and your mind, you say that, from now on, I'm not going to take anything. Allah. I swear my father can't my father, do I will never do this thing again. You know, and then you start monitoring yourself. When you see the thing, you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. This thing to be nice to take home. To be nice to take home. To be nice to take home. But <laughs> I'm strong. Brother, by the time you finish saying I'm strong, you'd have taken the thing. Wow. What do you need to do? You must depend on the fact that God is working in you to help you not do that wrong. Please, you understand? Uh-huh. That is the grace of God. Grace is deep. learning to depend on God's work in you. Because God is at work in you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. I don't know if you like what I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm trying to break it into pieces for you to understand it very well. Okay, so grace is basically uh, believing in what God has done for you, believing in what He is doing for you, and believing in what He will do for you. Basically, that's what grace is, and not depending on yourself to do anything for yourself. It is not by works. Okay, say it is not by works. Yeah, if you try to keep God's Whatever, like you you can't for instance you can't please God. There are various aspects of grace. You can't please God by what you do or do not do. It's not it's not possible. You can only please God by something called faith. Faith in what? Faith in what God has done. Hallelujah. Okay, let me pick it gradually. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. But do you have a Bible on your own? So check Philippians chapter 2. Those of you have Bible on your phone, eh? Do you know that you have to get a proper Bible? Or else when you are doing your quiet time in the morning, you hear pinning, pinning, Twitter messages, WhatsApp, uh-uh, all kinds of things will be coming. And you are reading your Bible, and you'll be reading messages. So you have to get some a Bible if or or else put your phone off. You can take the chip out when you're coming to read your Bible. When you finish reading your Bible and finish talking to the Lord, then you can put it back inside. Do you understand what I'm saying? But most of us don't have that discipline. So just get something. I have a tablet that is separate. It doesn't have a chip inside. So I don't have any messages coming on that one. So when I pick the tablet, I have Bible. I have Bible on my phone, but I can read that when I'm moving around. But if I want to do quiet time, I want to sit with God and talk. No phone. No calls. I can put my phone off for four hours. If you want to call me, call me after four hours. Is that too difficult? I'm talking to someone who is more important than everybody. What do you think? Are you in the church? So look at this. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Have you seen it? Go back. Go to verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Let's read the Amplified of this verse so that you see what he's talking about. And then you see why he mentions verse 13. Okay? Now, look at this. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, So now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent. I am absent. Work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptations, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. I don't know if you are seeing it. Like he's showing you that as a child of God, he wants you to work out or cultivate your salvation. What what does it mean? Is he saying try and get born again? Remember, Ephesians chapter chapter 2 verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. Isn't it? Not by works, lest any man should boast. So he cannot be talking about... The salvation that you give your life to Christ And come into the Lord That's not what he's talking about He's talking about something else This is the word, the Greek word is soteria It means having access to the goodies That are in salvation Because salvation comprises health It has health in there It has deliverance It has blessings It has prosperity It has all the good things you can talk about Are you getting it? So what he's trying to say is that to have access to all the beautiful things that have come to you in salvation, salvation is a package. Now, to have access to all the beautiful things that comes within, okay, work, You are the one to work it out. Or, okay, keep your finger here. Go to Second um, Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen. He says, "And that from a child that has known the holy scriptures." which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Have you seen it? He says, from a, from a child, you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. What is he it? Is it saying? that the, the scriptures will make you wise so that you be saved to go to heaven. No, that's not what he's talking about. This salvation is the same way salvation on the other side. It means to be able to have access to all the blessings that salvation comes with. Soteria. Can you check it for us so that we understand what soteria is? Hallelujah. Yeah, so it's soteria. It means deliverance. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.